This is What Do You Do? I'm Katie. And I'm McRae. In today's episode, we're chatting with Dimitri Pope, a barber in Florida. The median salary for a barber in the United States is about $30,000 per year, and that can vary depending on your skill and experience. Barbers have the flexibility to start their own business and to set their own hours by deciding when to take appointments. Some barbers choose to work for a larger company instead. To become a licensed barber, you'll need to complete a program at a barber or trade school. Then you'll need to obtain a license by taking your state's official exam. Dimitri is a skilled barber who's been cutting hair since he was 17. His work ranges from traditional haircuts to unique magazine-worthy designs. Let's hear what he has to say. All right, so we're here with Dimitri. He's a Dimitri Pope. He's a barber in Florida. Um, so we wanted to talk to you today to kind of get an overview of like, you know, how you got started and how you learned to do it and how you got so good at it. I looked through your Instagram before uh, okay. before we started it. Really good. So um, I guess like what, what made you want to get into to cutting hair? Um, honestly, I didn't have a plan to get into it, actually. Um, yeah, my dad gave me a, uh, a bag of clippers when I was in high school and uh, told me pretty much to cut my own hair instead of going to spend money at the barbershop. And from there, I started cutting my brother and then my friends, and then it just grew on me, honestly. That's cool. So you, you just kind of had, like, people to, to practice on? Did you have to yeah. get... Did you have to get licensed before you started? Not just to cut friends and not charge. I mean, of course, I did charge, but mm-hmm. as uh, to do it as a job, uh, yeah, you do have to get licensed. So, what does that process look like? Is it different for every state? Um, uh, so yeah, it is different every state. Uh, some states require uh, less amount of hours or more amount of hours. I'm uh, I'm actually a licensed cosmetologist, so okay. um, I went to school for twelve hundred hours, and uh, mm-hmm. it was about a year. About a year, yeah. I went for uh, from August to uh, to June. I did full time. Okay. Um. And so you said you're a you're a cosmetologist. What's the difference between um like a cosmetologist and a barber? And like, what are all the different kinds? I guess. Um. I there. I'm sure there's a few of them. I know there's one about color. There's one for cosmetologist barber. There's like restricted barber. Um. A cosmetologist uh has a few restrictions. Uh, barbers can't do. I think it's color. Um, oh, okay. So it's just a few different restrictions. So why why are those um, restrictions put in place? Like what are the what are the risks there? Um, infections, uh, people, okay. uh, legal issues, a lot of legal issues. Uh, really? With the color, the color is serious. You could you could burn people's scalp. You know, people have oh, uh, wow. allergic reactions. So you know, it's, it's serious stuff. I I had no idea it was that like <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. That yeah. intense. Yeah. So it. Do you use straight razors, or is that is that? Uh, no, that's one a barber thing. That is a barber thing. How do you get such like straight lines on um, people? <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of uh, like they have this thing. You have to prep the hairline. That's my big thing. Like that's why I, I tell a lot of people I, I like to prep the hairline. And so can, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, okay. No, you're good. Um, so like there's a uh, there's different like different chemicals and things like that you can use to clean the hairline, and then you can use like okay. hairspray to lay it down. And with your trimmers, you know, you get your nice adjusted trimmers, you can get a nice clean edge. Um, are there any, like, techniques that you just refuse to do? Um, not necessarily. I'm always open to try new things. I, I'll get my style from a lot of watching a lot of barbers and then putting them together okay. and making my own system. Yeah, and like, what's that? What's that like? That um, you know, in the artistic community and other artistic communities, you have like people just kind of vibing off of each other, but 
how do you how does that work in in the hairstyling world? So like everybody everybody in the hairstyling world like we go to expos, we go to these different shows, these battles, and everybody everybody goes and everybody just clicks with everybody. You know, so you, they have one here in Florida in Orlando. It usually is in June, but COVID nineteen clearly. Unfortunately, um, right. but yeah, right. Um, so they usually have that, and there's a. It's for like day spas for nail stylists. Uh, okay. You have a massage therapists, uh, barbers, different big, huge brands. They come and they have these booths, and you come. You can watch people cut. You can watch people do their different techniques. All these different things. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. And you, I heard you mention um, b- battles. What What are those? Yeah. So they have barber battles to where uh, two bar. You know, they might have like six barbers go at it, and they say what's the best fade or who has the best style. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. Can yeah, you they do trophies and things like that? Can you explain how hitting a fade works? Because I know it's it's something that's really hard, and it's been messed up on me a lot of times. So, <laughs> like, how how do you know when you can do it right? Um, it's really it's like a big thing that um, like barbers and hairstylists they have their mirror, and their mirror mm-hmm. is their third eye. So you see everything in the mirror. Like literally, I could look at your haircut and I could cut it and make look perfect to me but if you turn it to a mirror and it has a line then it's a line in it mm-hmm. oh. yeah. yeah um can, can you explain like what it's like to cut different textures of hair and and how you have to modify your your technique for them yeah yeah, yeah sure so um like different different there's coarse hair there's curly hair there's straight hair there's different it, it's really like you as as a barber or a cosmetologist, you're the person who needs to pretty much tell the customer what they should get. They have, of course they're gonna bring you what they want, but some person, some people may have a uh, thinner hair, mm-hmm. so they might want this style of thicker clearly, and then you have to adjust that to make it fit for them. Okay, um, and, and so like does the because you know, in my hair like. Like lines will show up where in someone with coarser hair, you know, a line wouldn't show up. How can you how can you like mitigate that? Um, there's different techniques. They they got different techniques like going against the grain, going with the grain. You can mm-hmm. use clipper over comb, using your shears, your thinning shears, mm-hmm. different things. Um, I guess what what's your favorite kind of style to do? Um, I know I think I probably a wave cut, like a taper, a uh, low taper wave cut. And and what? Can you can you kind of explain like what what that looks like? Sure. So um, you know, usual it's a uh, usually it's coarse hair, so it's a nice cut down. It's a uh, waves, and then a uh, taper is usually around the uh, around the ear area where it's um where it comes down to the sideburns. It's tapered out, so it's faded out right there, and then the back on the neck uh, neck area, mm-hmm. and then it just sharp lines everywhere as well. So, what advice would you give to somebody who who wants to maybe start? you know, dabbling and barbering or, or who wants to maybe start practicing? Oh, do it. Do it. hundred percent do it. Uh, like I, when I got into it, I wish I would have got into it earlier. Okay. Because, uh, when I did get into it and I started school and I was just like, wow, this is like, they literally say, once you start doing something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And it's mm-hmm. true because I, I feel like I, I don't work. Like I love, I love what I do. It's my favorite thing ever. And I make great money too. So I'm, I can't complain. How old were you when you started? Oh, when I started, like, school, or did I just start cutting? When you, well, actually, both. <laughs> uh, I started cutting at 17, and then I started school. That's pretty young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I was in high school, man. I was just cutting all my friends. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. I started school, when did I start school? Probably 
2014, so I was probably 19 years old. Okay, and and what is what does school look like? How 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 long does it um, take? You honestly, said 1,200 hours. Yeah, 1,200 hours. So, um, it's a normal like I went full time, so it was a normal like eight to three. I literally felt like I was in high okay. school again. Yeah. Okay. Cafeteria, everything. Um, oh cool. wow. <laughs> yeah, bookwork, everything. It's all literally felt like the same. It's a trade uh, school. It's yeah, it's trade school, so it's different from a regular like college. And what are, what are like classes look like uh, at school? Or um, is it the same class structure? Um, yeah, it's, it was weird because I was like, ah, I thought, you know, I thought high school, I thought I was done with it, but uh, I felt exactly the same. <laughs> Computers, uh, we all sat like these. I mean, the tables were different, but it just literally felt exactly the same. They had different classrooms with different, you know, different uh, trades getting taught. So, and oh, so it was like a like a bunch of different trades in the same yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we had our classroom. The other trades had their other classrooms and things like that. Okay, and so what kind of what were the subjects that you learned? um in school i guess uh, so like, you had to learn like uh like bacteria you had to learn uh like haircutting they didn't teach much on haircutting this is the thing you have to pretty much teach yourself they want to teach you the basics they want to teach you the things that matter the most which is keeping clean keeping people safe uh and pretty much don't mess up like the don't messing up the stuff that you, you're not gonna mess up right so how important is it to be I guess to be sanitary and to be oh, clean. Like what important. what kind of stuff can happen? Um, I've heard actually of a story of um a barber in California. I don't know if it's true, but uh uh apparently he never cleaned his clippers off and then one day mm. he suddenly nicked somebody's ear and they actually passed away oh from my God. infection. And I had no idea I was like, Oh, are you serious? But I always clean my things. I'm I'm very clean, so I'm big on that. But it was just just Stunned yeah. me. I was like, well, yeah, because people's hair can be nasty. <laughs> yeah, that's why they have like barberside and different cleaners for your clippers and things like that. That's crazy. How did you find people in school when when you were like just starting out to be like, hey, can I practice on you? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a lot of times I'd do it for free, but if they came to the school, the school was like super cheap, and a lot of older people came to the school to for you know cheaper haircuts. So. People oh, always got sense. good practice and things like that. And then other people in the schools, of course. Oh, you would let each other to cut y'all's hair? Yeah, yeah. We'd cut each other's hair. And then the oh, other people cool. in the like other classrooms, like, they would have, like, so trades, like, you got firefighters that also went to school with us. So mm-hmm. they'd come over and get haircuts <laughs> and things like that during the day. Um, Have you ever had someone who was, like, unhappy with a haircut? Uh, <laughs> yeah, a few times, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, when I first started, it was scary. I didn't know what to do. I was just... I was really shook. I didn't know how to take it or anything. How do you how do you deal with it now? If it happens I mean, anymore, I, yeah, it doesn't have much, but or at all. But uh, honestly, <laughs> I, it, you know, refunds or tell them to come back and you do it even better. You know, mm-hmm. just different things like that. Yeah, because you're never going to be perfect, right? Like you can't right, exactly. always do There's the right nothing's thing. perfect. So, um, so more on like the topic of like haircut the haircutting world in general like what do you think um the next trend or, or big style is gonna be oh that's hard to say because there's so many old styles coming back like mullets are in, the, in like serious now oh like, that's yeah, that's good to really know I'm <laughs> growing mullets one right and, now like mullets <laughs> and like crazy creative cuts like oh my goodness people get like different colors like crazy colors and then get like lines put all through their head and they, and they love it oh, that's cool. yeah. it's 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 a new trend so i don't even know what will be next 
I've seen a couple of those of your the lines in in your Instagram. Those are pretty right. cool. Do you, yeah. you enjoy those more than like a regular cut? Oh yeah, those are those are always fun. But not everybody like the the things you see on Instagram. Like people don't usually get those. So you, a lot of those people, I think, ask people because that's what I do. I ask them if they want this, and I'm like, oh, oh I'll okay. do it for free or something like that. Um, and so, do you have to like keep that up? Do people like come back and keep it up, or do they just kind of let it grow out? After um, they, they let it, some people get it um, get it shaped up a lot, but. Um, most people usually just uh just let it grow out and then they get it cut out. So from what I've seen, you you kind of do um do you do you work in a shop or do you just do like house calls? Oh no, I, I do I do I mean I do house calls, but house calls cost you know you got to charge for yeah. that. You you want people to come to your place of business to you know get a haircut, but no, I work under a under a barber. Okay, and so. What's the benefit of working um, in a shop versus being kind of your own your own free agent? Um, well, I mean, it's not too – I wouldn't say it's too bad uh, working by yourself. Like some people do suites um, and then some people work under, you know, under a barber in his barber shop. But um, it's cool. You, I mean, you pay, you pay like a booth rent every week. You know, it could range from, I don't know, 100 bucks to depending on the area, 250 If it's really a busy area like California, I'm sure it would be 250 But okay. You know, uh, it's really cool. You know, you keep your most of your money, and then you pay your booth rent. You, everything's good. Everything's usually cordial. You know. And so, do you? Would you say you get like a? Do you get more customers that way, or is it easier to drum up business? I guess. Um, it, I, I would say honestly, it depends on you with the business because if you there's barbers, you know, that really don't want business, and there's other barbers, you know, that put themselves out there, you know, constantly post or might you know get on Facebook, tag a bunch of people, get them in the shop, you know give discounts and things like that okay and so i guess what, what does that look like you know going do you have to post all the time or do you ask people like oh can i post this or do you i usually uh sorry i usually get a uh, i usually get permission from the clients to you know to just take a picture of them but uh okay. if i do post you know i use a lot of hashtags around my area which are a lot of people click you know new people around the area click and mm. you know find a new oh, barber that makes sense do you get a lot of clients from instagram um, yeah, like one week randomly, I, like, a, like a month ago, I just got like a bunch of clients from Instagram. I was like, where'd you get my information? They're like, oh, Instagram. I was like, what? So I mean, it's really crazy. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have like 10,000 followers. I mean. Yeah, I'm getting, it actually all happened because I had this one video. Uh, it's a man unit. It's like when someone's balding, you can put hair there. And so I did it on my dad and it went crazy viral on TikTok and like Twitter and Instagram and. I, I grew like 4,000 followers in uh, like, I would say like probably like a week or so. Oh, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so was that something you kind of had to experiment with or, or did you already know how to do it? Um, I, my boss, he actually, uh, he actually dabbles in that. So uh, I had him teach me while, and then I did a video. I was like, oh, I'll just do a video, you know, just to mess around while I do the, the haircut. And it actually came out amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what is it? you're basically like dying someone's ha- head, right? Is that yeah? So the um the unit you're, are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The unit it's um so you get there have uh they have caps like toupees and then they have like uh like free strands of hair that just sit and you glue them on the scalp and shape them up uh to whatever hairstyle the person may want or anything of that sort and it's, it's good money, really good money, really good money. Um, can you kind of 
explain what kind of special measures you guys have had to take because of um, the COVID nineteen? Oh, we got we can't uh, can't have clients just sitting in the barbershop. I think that's uh, I'm not too exact sure on the Florida like laws on that, but I know mm-hmm. we wear masks on indoor. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really re- require clients to wear masks. They they usually wear it themselves, but uh, we mm-hmm. don't let anybody wait inside or we lock the doors. You know, clean mm-hmm. up after clients. Gotta keep it clean. The bathroom, everything. Has it made it harder? Um, it's. T- I feel like it's taken a little bit more time out of my day, so I can't uh, okay. focus on as many clients. But for the most part, we still get everything done, and you know, we handle everything the way we can. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, because I'd imagine I'd imagine people are getting just less haircuts. I, I haven't exactly. had exactly. We we actually turned to uh, appointment only since. Oh wow. Since that, so yeah, everyone has to go and book an appointment. Nobody can just walk in and get a haircut anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess kind of switching gears a little bit. Like, have, do you do you cut women's hair at all? Um, yeah, oh, it depends. It depends. It really depends. That's a that's a touchy subject because it's so <laughs> women are so scary to cut. Uh, it's frightening. It's frightening. It is. It, you don't know. I just women are so powerful. That's the crazy thing. They they're so scary because they're they're so specific <laughs> on the things they want, which is okay. But it's just like you need to make sure you get that right yeah you know so, so it's super scary and then longer longer haircuts freak me out too re- well like what what about them freaks you out uh it's just because it's so scissor haircuts like sheer cuts mm. are like the most difficult thing to get because you have to uh like you have to get everything unique and you and you know uniform just keeping the sides and the back and the top exactly the same versus putting a guard on and going with it mm-hmm. you know it's just really hard so, what what are other? Did you learn how to color when you got your cosmetology license? Um, <laughs> so I like, I, oh man, I was such a bad person. I should have listened more <laughs> in school. That was my problem. I was just so ready to get into cutting hair because I just uh-huh. I knew how to cut hair, knew the basics. I'm like, oh, like, whatever, you know. I don't need to know any of this. I had to learn like how to do manis and petties too, and facials and things oh, of that sort and it's just like i didn't care about that i just want to cut hair i don't care about coloring and then now i really wish i would have focused more on mm-hmm. learning the coloring and things like that so what what's like a i guess a big next step for you what would you like to learn next mm, uh I, well i did that one man unit and i want to do mm-hmm. i want to do i want to learn how to do more and then i want to learn how to do uh scalp micropigmentation it's a Ooh. it's like tattooing the skin on the, wow. like a hairline like hair in the skin it looks it's just to give the illusion that a person has hair is that uh, similar okay. to what they do on eyebrows like yes, microblading 100 percent. okay cool that's so over my head yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um so i guess like what's your explain your day-to-day like what what you walk into the you walk into the shop and do yeah. you have to do any clerical work or? Uh, well, I, I walk in the shop. I turn on my station because you know you don't want to use electricity. But I, I turn on I turn on my station, get all my tools all oiled up and ready to go. I usually make sure we come in. We make sure the AC's on, the music's going, TVs are on. You know, just make sure everything's ready to go. Because you know when you walk in the shop, you know everybody sees that. That's what they see. Mm-hmm. They may go for the barber, but it's also like the, the ambience. Like you want right. it to you know feel good. So. Um, can you kind of explain, like, because there's this, like, 
ritual with going to a barber, you know, and you talk, you talk to them and you tell them your problems and they tell you that you're hey, your barber's your therapist, 100%. Yes, yes, your, your barber is your therapist. That's who you tell everything to. I've talked to clients about marriages, like different <laughs> wow. things, like personal stuff. It's it's funny, but it's, it's really cool to learning all these people. And I guess you would kind of get this like deep connection with your community too, right? Because oh yeah, 100%. As, as long as you're like for the community, like there's barbers out there don't give two swats, but you know, there's people, you know, for the community, there's, bar, there's certain barbershops that are always for the community and do things for the community, knows everybody. Like our barbershop that I work at, everybody comes in, everybody knows everybody. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a great vibe. So um, what what is like, what is like the rivalry between is there like a rivalry between shops or like do people like go to yours and then the next time go to another one and be like uh, oh well, you- yeah well clients are gonna always go wherever um mm-hmm. you know they feel is best or whatever they may come back and realize they made a big mistake too <laughs> but no our, our barbershop don't really do any rivalries i've heard of barbershops and know barbershops and worked at barbershops that had a little rivalries with uh-huh. other ones but nobody cares about that is it yeah? Is it usually like friendly? Yeah, like it's like part? oh, we know this person down on the street, you know. Uh huh. Um, so I guess like, what's your what's your favorite part? Like, if there was one thing about cutting hair that just went away for you and you wouldn't do it anymore, what what would that be? Mm, that's a tough one right there, boy. It's <laughs> scared as bad as it seems. It'd probably say like if I could not cut kids, I probably would. Really? Kids, kids Why are, is that? Kids are really stressful. Kids are really stressful. You never know. Like, you may get a two-year-old that'll sit still, and then you'll mm-hmm. get, like, a seven-year-old that, like, screams. And how do you deal with that? Um, Really, it's just, like, if they'll let you cut the hair, for the most part, at our barbershop, we'll cut the hair, but mm-hmm. if they're, like, kick, you know, you have kids that kick, scream, and, like, oh, literally oh rip off tapes, <laughs> and it just, it's hard, so, and when they cry, they get hot, so their the hair sticks to their skin. It's, like, if you'll uh, let me cut the hair, his hair, I'll cut it. But if you won't, I, I can't do anything for you. That's That sounds terrible. Yeah. I'm probably not like that either. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how do you deal with, like, a cowlick or, or stubborn hair? That's because that's, it's like, oh, man, that's such a – that's a touchy – that's a touchy thing. Because people – some people have them everywhere. Like, I've, I've seen people with – them in the front some of them in the back some in the middle of the head like it's it's such a weird thing but you have like a cowlick it's either honestly it's like either keep it long or cut it short because it's no yeah. in between because it won't work <laughs> pretty much it'll, it'll just stick out so it's like leave it long or cut it really short i have like three cowlicks in yeah i have a few too so it's really sh- it's it's pain yeah there's like nothing i can do with it <laughs> <laughs> um so you know, what would you say to somebody who, I don't know, is looking into get a hair, looking into getting into haircutting and, you know, maybe, maybe doesn't, doesn't want to start practicing or kind of is feeling like they might not be good at it. What would you say? I'd say give it a try and, you know, just go ahead and try look into your local trade school because, or a community college as well, because I know a few community colleges offer it, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, just just look into it, look into the program, and then I would say get advice from an actual, like, like you have, might have your actual, like, local barber, like, I'd ask, mm-hmm. like, ask them about it, talk to them, you know, see see what they like their day, if they like their day-to-day, you know, how, mm-hmm. you got, a lot of times you got to envision yourself in that day-to-day to actually know if you'll like it or not. 
Right. And exactly. so what's something about like cutting hair that you didn't know before you really got into it? Honestly, I, I didn't know it was like before I even even started cutting hair. I didn't even know like they get good money. It's you really? Yeah, it's <laughs> really like my first day cutting hair at the first barbershop I ever worked at. I made a hundred and fifty dollars and I quit my job immediately. Yeah, wow. I was yeah. Just <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that night I, I went to my job and left a note and I quit. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, well, well, great. I mean, that's that's kind of everything we wanted to talk to you about. But was there anything that maybe you think we skipped over no, 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 or didn't get did, to? You guys get, did great. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. We we really appreciate no, uh, having you, you on. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you so much. Special thanks to Dimitri Pope for being today's guest. To keep up to date with his latest cuts or book an appointment, follow him on Instagram at Mitri Cuts. You can keep up to date with our latest episodes by following us on Instagram at whatdoyoudo underscore podcast. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you like the show.